Welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I am joined by Helen Carlin and we are talking about homelessness. This is something that I also share her passion and her frustration with, I have to say. And here we're talking about how we could end homelessness if we actually wanted to. And there's that real calling in us all to have a wee bit more compassion, to be a wee bit more vocal and to really recognise that our society is only a good society when we're all living in it in a better way. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I also, Helen works for Rowan Alba, a charity in Edinburgh, so I've also put the link to that organisation and the commentary that goes with this show if you want to have a wee look at it. Helen, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for asking me. Tell us a wee bit about you. I live in Edinburgh. I've lived here for 35 years and I've worked in housing for 35 years. Uh And I have got one son called Sean, who's age 26. Great, great. Thank you. So tell me, Helen, what do you know for sure? What I know for sure is that we could end homelessness Mm. if we wanted to. Yes, yes. What makes you say that? Well, I'm beginning to forget when COVID started, but when COVID started, 500 people were brought in off the streets in Scotland. Yeah. So in Edinburgh, it was 150. Mm-hmm. And almost all of those people have been successfully accommodated, albeit on a temporary basis in hotels. Yeah. So what I know is that that should these people should not have been on the streets all that time. Exactly. Exactly. And I really I resonate with that so much and I think if they were I was I was proud that Scotland managed to get everybody off the streets so quickly, but equally frustrated because if you can do it in the matter of weeks, then why have we never done it before? Because homelessness is a scourge on our society, of course, isn't it, Helen? And so you say that you've you've worked in housing, so tell us why you're clearly quite therefore I'm thinking from the fact you're talking about homelessness, you're quite political, you're quite willing to share what you're, what you're feeling at, at your roots. So where does that come from, that real um, feeling to help others? I'm going to have to blame my family for this. Uh-huh. My father was a policeman. My mother went back to work when I was in secondary school. He was a social worker. Mm-hmm. And my three older brothers are all in, or were, they're almost all retired now, but positions of duty and service so it's I think it's just I think it's in the blood yeah and do you find that that I love those words duty and service because I think if we can be in service then we live a much more fulfilled life it's it's you know what can I do to be of service here is a question that I would that I would ask myself internally isn't it something I would because I think some people when they hear the word service think servile and therefore think they're putting themselves down but actually it's a great honour to be of service Mm-hmm. isn't it so what yeah. role has being of service how important is that to you it's been really important actually i think it's in 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 some ways helped to define and, and develop me and i remember being in holiday with sean and he was three or four and he was pushing me around the, there was a swimming pool he was pushing me around sitting in a big rubber ring in the water and he was sitting on the side with his paddling 
and he would he would push me away and I had a toy phone and I, I said I was taking a break and he said no I had to keep helping homeless people oh. so it's obviously been around it's obviously been around for a while I've I've found it a great professional and personal privilege but also really rather frustrating at times mm. being in the homelessness sector yep yep and if I know that if you could snap your fingers and make homelessness a thing of the past, you obviously you would. But do you have thoughts on how how we do end it? Oh yes, uh, it's. I mean, I think it's actually quite straightforward. There's there's two there's two forms. Well, it, it, it's simplest. There's two forms of homelessness. There's what I would call poverty homelessness. Yeah. Now, if you look at well, you 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 know yourself. House prices are going up. Not the rent controls were lifted yep. a long time ago. Housing's been commoditized. You can yep. make money out of housing, and people do. And why would why would they not? Uh-huh. So poverty, homelessness is where people just simply cannot find something they can afford to rent or buy, and mm-hmm. it's as simple as that. And um, just explained by rising house prices. What Rowan Alba do is work with the more sort of complex side of homelessness, which is where there's mental health issues, alcohol abuse, um, that side of things. So for 18 years, we have run a service called Thorn Tree, and it's a home for life. It's unique in the UK in that the tenants there have a full Scottish secure tenancy agreement yeah. and when they come to us we don't tell them that they must stop drinking or they must behave really really well or we'll chuck them out mm-hmm. but they stay with us it's their home for life mm-hmm. and that's what makes the difference the guys know that in the 18 years we've run it and the 84 men we've had come through it we've had one eviction mm-hmm. so the model works and Personally, I feel a little bit of a failure that there's still only one of them in the UK. Yeah. That being said, last year, I mean, I have spent about three years trying to find a suitable building to do Thorn Tree 2, and totally frustrated with it last year with the horrific rent levels in Edinburgh and every suitable building being used for a backpacker's hostel. And why would you not? Because it's... You know, it's tourist central, especially at festival time. So I set up a community benefits society. Yeah. And in the space of seven weeks, we raised 700000 to allow us to buy and refurb a building to do Thorn Tree 2. So it really is that simple. Yeah. Um, throw some money at it. Yeah, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. and there's that breakdown in, in family for young people especially that find themselves in homelessness that breakdown in family relations and actually perhaps what is needed is a wee bit of mediation there and that would be so much less expensive for our country to provide some family mediation than the cost to society of young people living on the streets yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have you any other thoughts about how we help on that wider scale about you know those reasons where there is family breakdown and things like that? Oh, it, improving relationships. I mean, the biggest single cause of 
uh, homelessness is relationship breakdown. Yeah. I think one of the, the problems, well, two problems in homelessness. First of all, we should be teaching about relationships in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from a very early stage. Yeah. And I think that would help tremendously. I think there should be more prevention going in. And that's, I mean, I'm pleased that in the run up to the election, the major parties have agreed the current priorities around homelessness and that is part of it to to beef up the services that reduce the numbers of, of homeless people. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing that is really important is we've just got to accept and we've just got to stop accepting that homelessness is inevitable. Yes. And that handing out mugs of soup, tents and sleeping bags to our fellow citizens is acceptable in 2021. Do you know, Helen, there was a thing on Facebook recently about putting together crisp packets to create, like burning them together to create blankets to give to homeless people. And I just, could, I was so appalled by it. I was so, just the same way as I'm quite honestly, and I, I work in the charity sector as well, as you know, Helen, I'm appalled by sleep out events because that does not give you any if I go and sleep out in a park tonight I still know I'm coming home to a warm house a warm meal and a nice bath and I'm getting in a bed every other night and therefore they actually repulse me events that are to enable homelessness actually really how have you got a thought on them because my thoughts are quite strong obviously have you got a thought on these events that enable homelessness as opposed to fighting against homelessness because on the other hand some people would say but we're making it better for them because if they're there anyway might as well help them have you got a thought on that oh yes (laughs) quite a few Uh um i mean it's every charity has to fundraise and the sleep outs have been used in a, in a smaller scale over the years by several charities. It, the more recent sleepouts that have been big events are a different sort of breed of, of thing. But my so no, I don't like the fact that we're we're pretending to sleep out because like you say, it doesn't replicate the experience. The other problem that I have with it is that I don't think it's it's a little bit like Live Aid that I mean I gosh yonks ago took part in, but this is Mary or Joanne or Bob donating twenty quid to charity, and I think there should be a duty to look after our fellow citizens, and that should be publicly funded. Yes, and that where it publicly you know. Homelessness is about housing policy, but there's a danger that we we, we separate it out mm-hmm. and it becomes, you know, we, we have a homeless sector. Mm-hmm. We've accepted that it's always going to be with us. And really, you know, if, if there will be a, a few people that choose, to, that elect, that choose to remain in the streets and that's their right. Mm-hmm. But for the vast majority of people in the streets... It's, it's not a choice. Exactly. And it's in 2021 that it should still be happening is just beggar's belief. It does, and there's that excuse you would almost see that people would put on that. They would say, well, some people, they like staying outside. They don't want a house. And that is like, 
that just really offends me as well, as if we can make excuses to make this okay. We can make this more palatable for ourselves. We can make homelessness more palatable by believing that it's their own fault. I often wish, sometimes it's a, the, the job is a bit of a hard slog because we are working with, say, down at Thorntree, our 12 gentlemen are age 50 plus. Um, some of them, one of them's been in the streets for 30 years. Wow. So it's easy for people, well, he had been on the streets, he's now lived with us for four years. You know, and these guys generally will continue to drink. The difference that it makes when they come to us is they're not involved with criminal justice, so they're not getting picked up for breaches of the peace. They're not rocking up at A&E. Actually, working in this way saves the public purse a small fortune, Yeah. but people don't want to see that. The other thing is I often wish, just in terms of fundraising, that I worked for a children's charity because people are sympathetic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look at children and think, oh... Little innocents, mm-hmm. bless them. Yeah, they don't look at a guy in his fifties with a profound and enduring alcohol or mental health issue and feel that same wave of sympathy. Yeah, but if they could see that child that was quite possibly abused, uh-huh. had a really difficult start in life, yeah, and has ongoing mental health issues, or if it was their dad or their brother or their uncle. Yeah. They might feel differently. Yeah, and that calling on us all, isn't it? To just have a bit more compassion for our, th- our fellow humans. You know, one of my favourite sayings is, all boats rise with the tide. And I'm never going to rise if there's people in my city living in the street. Then my rise doesn't matter. My rise is lost, isn't it? And therefore, mm-hmm. we, we all need to rise together as as people, as a society, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, think, and I think it would take that overarching approach because I, I mean I'm quite often blown away by the kindness of people offering yep. me stuff for the homeless um, you know and if and if you are in a low paid job and you're given 20 quid to, to a charity to end homelessness it should be ending homelessness mm-hmm. exactly not helping keep it going Aye. thank you so much for your honesty and your passion and your compassion as well, Helen, on the podcast. Well, thank you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.